Thank you for tuning in to the Fly Mastery Podcast, where our goal is to provide tools, resources, and insights that empowers driven individuals to become the masters of their financial independence journey. I'm Peter Donisanu. And in today's podcast, we're going to talk about why there's a case to be made for thriving financially in the coming year. This past year has been a period in history that many of us would simply like to forget. Concerns about our community's well-being led to a seismic shift in the way that we work, educate our children, socialize, and go about our daily routines. Without a doubt, 2020 has been a year that has tried our livelihoods, finances, health, relationships, and most importantly, our patients. And indeed, the one word that might best characterize an experience that happened to us is survival. Nevertheless, chances are good that the negative factors that have forced us to hunker down are likely to ease into the year ahead, enabling many of us to thrive once again. More specifically, wide-scale distribution of a coronavirus vaccine and a return to a seemingly normal political environment likely will foster greater business and household confidence in the months ahead. Such outcomes could support labor market improvements and a rise in business earnings. At the same time, accommodative central bank policy may provide much-needed support to the economy and boost financial market sentiment. Even so, while government spending and money printing are a boon to financial markets in 2020, investing likely won't be as simple as following the latest trading fad like it was this year. Liquidity-induced momentum trades that provided handsome gains this year could be harder to come by in 2021. That's why as we look into the year ahead, the key to thriving financially for investors with a long-term savings orientation could be as simple as sticking to the basics and focusing on fundamentals. Healthcare crisis response dealt a blow to the U.S. economy, but there are ample reasons to be optimistic. Nationwide lockdowns during the first half of 2020 led to one of the sharpest economic contractions in history. A record 24.9 million people had claimed jobless benefits this year as businesses closed to help stem the spread of the coronavirus outbreak. During this time, some economists expected a V-shaped economic recovery fueled by historic government spending and central bank money printing. Indeed, while growth improved in 2020, the gains that some people had hoped for failed to materialize. And as 2020 ends, the healthcare crisis has once again intensified, leading to a new round of stay-at-home orders, business closures, and a rise in unemployment. While the housing market certainly benefited from more individuals working from home, much-anticipated pent-up demand and consumer spending fizzled out during the holiday season. And while it appears that the economy is now losing steam, a couple of factors may pave the way for greater economic resilience in the coming year. So why should we be optimistic? Well, to start, we now have several vaccines that put us miles away from where we were just a few months ago. These injections may eventually help mitigate the spread of COVID infections and enable society to return to some semblance of normalcy sooner rather than later. Certainly news of a vaccine was greeted with optimism by the markets in November, And as vaccination efforts kick off this month, there is reason for optimism as social distancing orders are likely to ease at some not-so-distant point in the future. Indeed, a recent CFO survey from the Richmond Fed showed that business executives are more optimistic about the future than they were last quarter as they look past pandemic risks. Besides vaccines, another likely reason for rising confidence heading into 2021 is greater political certainty. With another chaotic election season behind us, Capitol Hill leaders are likely to focus on introducing policies that further support economic growth. While a $900 billion stimulus package was approved in December, slowing retail sales and rising jobless claims likely opens the door for another round of government spending during the first half of the year. Make no mistake, the road to recovery will take some time. 
History has shown that on average recessions tend to last about three quarters. And from there, it takes on average two and a half years for the labor market to return to its previous high watermark. These data points suggest that the U.S. economy has a deep hole to climb out of, so vaccination efforts and decisions made by Congress will be essential to the recovery pace in the months ahead. Now, let's consider this economic outlook in the context of the markets. Now, there seemed to be a disconnect between financial markets and the economy in 2020. While household spending slowed and unemployment conditions declined, major stock market indices closed the year positively. To be sure, a repeated mantra reflecting this sentiment has been that the markets are not the economy. So why did the markets perform so well amid a global pandemic? Well, without a doubt, global central bank policies played a crucial role in booming asset prices. During the height of the global pandemic, the Federal Reserve introduced a historic asset purchase program that dwarfed its previous money printing efforts. For example, in 2020, the Fed added $3.3 trillion worth of assets to its balance sheet. To put this number into uh, perspective, the height of the global financial crisis in 2008 and three rounds of quantitative easing thereafter, it took the Fed over five and a half years to purchase the same amount of assets over that period of time. What's more, the Fed, European Central Bank, and Bank of Japan bought a combined total of $8 trillion of assets this year, a feat that took eight years during the global financial crisis. Now, arguably, the massive injection of cash into the financial markets contributed to a stellar market performance in 2020. Another contributor to the strong market performance was greater participation from individual or retail investors. An analysis prepared by J.P. Morgan Securities suggests that individuals opened more than 10 million new brokerage accounts in 2020. And in the rise of a cottage industry of social media investing gurus, the fact that some apps have arguably gamified investing and brokerages are flush with cash offering attractive margin loans and you have a recipe for exuberance in certain corners of the markets. This sentiment was particularly evident in the tech sector, which saw outsized performance as work from home and healthcare stocks benefited from Fed-induced liquidity and newly minted day traders. Today, there's some indication that this popular market approach may be losing steam. The momentum trade that had supported strong asset performance has subsequently led to stretched valuations. Such excesses have been exhibited more acutely in tech, which is well over up well over 40% compared to 16% for large cap stocks this year. And what's more, this preference for stocks poised to benefit from social distancing and work from home themes has come under pressure as a return to normal appears on the horizon. Certainly the shift in perspective has not been lost on market participants. It has been exhibited in a rotation away from liquidity-induced momentum trades towards more traditional or cyclically-oriented risk-on segments of the markets. This shift in sentiment has been evident in small-cap and emerging market stocks outperforming tech and a decline in the U.S. dollar demand during the fourth quarter of the year. Looking ahead into 2021, this sector rotation towards cyclical risks positive parts of the markets could continue ahead of a recovery in the global economy. Even so, market optimism likely will be dependent on positive pandemic developments and a propensity for more fiscal spending. More specifically, there's a risk that logistical and administrative issues related to vaccinations could lead to slower-than-anticipated uptake. For example, so far only 3 million shots have been distributed and 11 million doses shipped, well below the Trump administration's goal of 20 million vaccinations by the end of the year. Now, there's a potential that the bottlenecks contributing to the weak uptake in vaccinations could be resolved in the coming weeks. With that said, the longer it takes to inoculate the population, the longer the pandemic-related risks will linger and put downside pressure on economic growth and corporate earnings. 
This point is important because market expectations seem to be pricing in a significant improvement in the pandemic environment by the mid-2021, paving the way for a strong second-half economic recovery and market performance. Unfavorable developments that lead to a substantial deviation from this outlook could break sentiment and lead to bouts of heightened market volatility should the narrative fail. What's more, there's a risk that a divided Congress could lead to more gridlock on Capitol Hill, potentially delaying plans for additional fiscal stimulus. Now, assuming that Democrats fail to pick up gains in the Georgia Senate runoff elections, incoming President Joe Biden's plans for a third round of stimulus checks could face a substantial roadblock. For example, the U.S. fiscal deficit as a share of GDP is now at its highest level since World War II. Fiscally conservative Republicans could derail plans for another stimulus package because of this level. Should this happen amidst an already weakening economic backdrop, we could see a rise in investor uncertainty and about a price weakness in an already stretched marketplace. Without a doubt, the road to recovery from the pandemic of 2020 will be fraught with many challenges. Even so, we could see a sustained recovery in employment conditions, household spending, and economic growth, assuming inoculation efforts accelerate and policymakers remain supportive of more fiscal spending next year. Such improvements likely would sustain higher corporate earnings growth and support investor demand for cyclically oriented portions of the market. While following the trend has been an attractive way to play the pandemic uncertainty, investors positioning themselves to thrive in 2021 likely would be best served by sticking to the basics and focusing on fundamentals. For example, markets are mean reverting by nature. This behavior implies that what performed well in the past is not likely to perform as well into the future. From this perspective, evaluate which positions in your investment portfolio have performed well in 2020, especially those positions are tech-oriented, and consider whether it's time to take some gains off the table. Next, look over your overall investment plan and consider the composition of your holdings. As we transition away from economic survival and towards recovery, now may be the time to evaluate whether your portfolio is strategically aligned with your long-term savings goals. Finally, get your savings plans back on track if this year's survival strategy included avoiding contributions to your retirement plans. With prices at historic highs in certain parts of the markets, it may be tempting to wait for an attractive entry point before getting back into the markets. Even so, trying to time your way back into the markets could lead to missing out on long-term investment opportunities. That's why dollar cost averaging back into the markets might help you thrive financially in 2021. Well, that's it for now. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the Phi Mastery podcast. To learn more about our research, visit us at phimastery.com or email us at questions at franklinmadisonadvisors.com. Until next time, I'm Peter Donisanu, wishing you and yours abundant health and prosperity as you pursue your own financial independence journey. Phi Mastery Podcast is brought to you by Franklin Madison Advisors, Inc. Franklin Madison Advisors is a registered investment advisor firm with its registration and principal place of business in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Registration of an investment advisor does not imply a certain level of skill or training. This commentary and forecast are limited to the dissemination of general information pertaining to Franklin Madison Advisors investment advisory services and general economic and market conditions and are subject to change without notice. The information shared today is not intended to be personal, legal, investment, or tax advice or a solicitation to buy or sell any security or engage in a particular investment strategy. For additional information about Franklin Madison Advisors, including fees and services, please contact Franklin Madison Advisors or refer to the investment advisor public disclosures.